right, guys. Uh, the latest episode of Full Tub here, um, featuring yours truly, Nick Roche. Um, unlike other episodes, I'm actually the only member of the Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club in the tub today. Uh, with me, I have two guests from um, you know a very heated rival uh, track club based here in Portland. Two members of the Bowerman Track Club. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I, I, I'm Patrick Reeves. And I'm Peter Bronca, and we are here for the rivalry. Yes. Um, so just to give you guys some background, uh, Patrick chose a small shiv as his weapon of choice. <laughs> Peter uh, took a shovel, and I chose a trident. So we'll see how this works out. You'll have to stay tuned in about 45 minutes. Uh, whichever one of us stops talking, that's who is dead. Um, but anyways, on to the episode, why you guys are tuning in today, why I'm here, why Chavez pays me the big bucks. Um, are these two individuals on the, on the literal other side of the mic here? Um, so we'll just hop right into it. Uh, whichever you guys want to go first, I think would be awesome would be when did you start running and what was your relationship with running when you started? And then we'll just jump completely to today. And how is that different or same, similar to your relationship with running in, in today? Yeah, sure. Uh, so this is Patrick. I, I can go ahead and start. Um, you know, like a lot of other people, I, I started getting into running um, because I was um, I was trying to get in shape for another sport. Uh, I was a high school wrestler um, and found my way into cross country um, to get ready for the season <clears throat> and ended up... In college, you know, I wasn't good enough to, um, to to get recruited to any schools or anything like that, even at the, the D3 level, really, and ended up walking on and just kind of running at the club level, walking on as a, as a junior in college at the University of Maryland, um, RIP that program, um, and ran there for a, a year and a half. Um, and then since then, like, the sort of theme for me has just been kind of getting better year over year. Um, I think... Since I've been 15, since I was like 15 years old, I've um, PR'd in some kind of distance every year. I'm now 35, um, so I've been in the game just for the community and like for the for the improvements. And you know, fortunately, last year was good enough to to hit an OTQ, and that's kind of where the journey has me today. So, couple couple things I need sure. to expand <laughs> on there. Uh, first one. Congrats to 20 years of PRs. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually very awesome. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Uh, I don't know anyone that can say that. That's insane. Uh, second one, you you think that I'm going to ask about the wrestling, and I'm not because I'm going to save that because Chris is definitely going to need to bring you on for a one-on-one -on -one <laughs> individual podcast to understand that. Absolutely. You said RIP to the Maryland program. Was that in reference – to, so you had said that you couldn't even go to a D3 school, and then you were on a, the Maryland program. Did you single-handedly destroy the Maryland program? You know, um, it, it was... You it don't was, have to admit fault here. No, it was kind of... You know, I don't want to point fingers at, at me or um, the program. You know, nothing nothing like no, nothing like that. Um, no, I mean, the, the, the gist is is that um, uh, several years ago, Maryland cut a lot of sports, men's, oh. and, men's and women's sports. Okay. Um, and the the men's distance program was a was a mm. casualty of that. They still have a have an outdoor program um, and a really good women's program, um, but uh, sadly, no longer men's cross country or indoor. Ouch. 
So, so it wasn't your fault. I mean, I blame myself. Okay. Well, I'm glad we can agree on that. Uh, Peter, to you. Let's hear All it. All right, Peter Bronca. Um, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, where we are, um, and I was a soccer player through and through. And then, sure enough, like a lot of kids who love soccer and realize they're not quite as good at it as they think they are uh, or hope to be, um, I realized I was better at running. You know, I would. We used to pra- practice it where the Chimbers play now, and I used to not really play on the club team, but then we'd run around the stadium and I'd get ahead of the team on that, those reps and realize that's probably where the future lies. Um, and so got more into track, ended up pursuing the D3 route and ran at Tufts University in Boston. And it was an awesome experience. They have the indoor tracks, a big deal on the East Coast. And so mm-hmm. it started to become a bigger deal out here West when the Dempsey opened at UW, but um, it was just a rich tradition out there. So lots of cross country, indoor track, outdoor track. So basically I was burnt out most of college, most seasons. That's um, ideal. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a great situation. <laughs> perfect. Perfect training. Um, had an awesome time though. Like everyone who, almost everyone who runs co- collegiate running. And, um, and then, you know, finished and was like, how do you match that? Like running with your buddies every day and um, competing in exciting races and, realized I couldn't um so I ran the Boston Marathon once as like a charity runner and was like okay that sounds good um and then just stopped really competing for about seven eight eight years then moved up to Portland in 2012 into 2013 and started running more frequently because it's a pretty great community here um ran Boston 2014 because it was a super special day in the running world um just knew I wanted to be there after the bombings and shortly thereafter, uh, actually some guys at Nike were like, yeah, we got, we recruited a guy. He's a 229 guy. Um, I was like a 240 something guy at the time. And I was like, okay, well that sounds like pretty daunting. Um, but sure enough, it was Patrick, uh, comes up, comes out here and he's like, yeah, we should, we should start training. So, um, it's been a pretty wild last five years. And so your relationship with running in today, if you had to sum it up in, uh, a sentence. What would that be? Doesn't have to be today, but in, in way more, way <laughs> more intense than I ever imagined it would be. Um, I, it's like so, just intensity so, as as an all. Yeah, is, it, is, way more uh, fulfilling and way more intense than I ever imagined at this point in my life. Um, just how like a meaningful and also exciting part it could be on a like mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, and yearly basis. I thought that was like kind of what you stopped doing when you were 22, 23. Mm, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, one, it just, you know, as we start um, this episode, the listeners here, I'm, I'm helping Pat through his first uh, her first podcast Thank here. You. Thank you. Um, so I'm kind of doing these, just tossing these alley-oops <laughs> up to him, and I'm watching him just dunk these. So another easy one um, that I think a lot of runners – can relate to and then also a lot of people that aren't runners can relate to or it kind of gives them um some inspiration so have have you ever taken an extended break i know you say 20 20 years of prs but within that has there ever been you know a year where you didn't run for eight months because you were like ah i just want to 
drink beer and hang out. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to beat around the bush with that one. Yeah. That's just what it, like, That's I cool. I mean, we're drinking beer and hanging out right now, which is, yeah. which is, which is fine. But I've never, I've no, I've never done it for eight months at a time. Um, and a month, one, a, a, a week at a time. No, I would, oh I would say, um, uh, I've been pretty consistent and you're not going to work. Like I, I, I do not have a lot of, I, I don't have the gifts of, of, of leg speed. You know, I, I, Full disclosure: I may be the only person in, in on the tri- in the trials field who's never broken 4:30 in the mile. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's but, probably we're uh, gonna work on that. We're gonna yeah, work we're gonna on work that. on that. Um, but I think I've been averaging at least 80 miles a week since I was like 20 years old. Um, so for the last like decade and a half. Mm. Um, so no, I haven't taken a lot of time off, and part of that is because like you know, knock on wood. Um, I had one stress fracture like right after college, but other than that, like I've just been incredibly like healthy and durable mm-hmm. and like you don't look a gift, a gift horse in the mouth um and i've been able to stay motivated because of like well because uh, guys like you you know uh, of finding like great communities of runners yeah. like wherever I've, I've i've managed to live so i've stayed in the game uh i guess we can just end the episode <laughs> <laughs> all relevant that's the story that you know people people always dm you know, Kittyus Mag, and I'm going to keep saying it wrong, uh, and ask, you know, what's the secret to running an OTQ? And apparently it's about 20 years of 80 miles a week and uh, finding people to inspire you. And when you think you're doing too much speed work to break 430, pull off the pedal and and hit more mileage, baby, because that's it. That's it. Uh, But no, that's, that's, like you said, it's very... It's a rare case, but I think the the snippet there that that the listeners can can kind of that they should be able to write write into their notebook or um, be inspired from is that your your ability to um, to find inspiration in other places because I know, but I the, the listeners probably don't like you haven't lived in Portland your whole life. You know, you went to Maryland, but like so you've lived in other places and you're able to find inspiration and connections through the running community. And that's what's kind of kept you going. I think it would be totally crazy if you were like, yep, I live in the middle of nowhere and I've been running 80 miles a week and interacting with no one. And like, that'd be like, whoa. (laughs) But here it's like, oh, like I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm running and like all of a sudden 80 miles a week doesn't seem or like more, obviously I know how much you run and build ups and stuff like that doesn't seem as daunting of a task as it would maybe just on paper to someone or someone listening. Yeah, what he's been doing for over a decade, like, I've talked to people who live in the D.C. area, and they're like, oh, no shit. Like, you got Patrick right now? Like, we used to have him out, out here, and, like, that was awesome. And then I know people who live in the Bay where he used to live, and they're like, oh, shit, you got Patrick? Like, he used to live here, and it was awesome. So um, Portland's pretty lucky right now because Reeves is here, and things are going great, um, and we don't take it for granted. Yeah, just a, a spark plug of consistency and uh, reliable uh, training, which... I think a lot of people would would wish that they could have. So that's very awesome. Um, Peter, for you, have you taken any extended breaks? Yes. Um, I mean, when I, I was, I mentioned it, but I was so fried in college. Like I was so inspired. Mm -hmm. I'm 38. So I grew up like, as the internet was exploding was like, you got to be hitting hundreds. And I wasn't, but like. I basically was fried all the way through college because I was trying to do like all the workouts that you'd read about like 
um, again, I wasn't doing it at the level like Dathan was doing, but sure. you read like Dathan crushed yeah. this, and then you're like, I got to crush the tempos, yeah. and I got to crush the speed work, and I got to crush the mileage. Um, and so it's just fried all the time. Um, and so then after, uh, I ran, I ran Boston twice. I ran it with my buddies and ran 256, like in mm-hmm. 2006 or uh, something. And then was like, okay, that's pretty good. And we mm-hmm. just like channeled our energy into having fun with friends. And uh, I moved to the Bay Area and just was, it's a beautiful area. Like as a runner, I think if you love to run and you enjoy it, you still run a few days a week. Just mm-hmm. sort of like, whether it's to sweat out the beers you drank the night before or just to like clear your mind, you're just like, okay, I feel better when I'm running a little bit. Um, so I was still getting up before sunrise occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then just wasn't, didn't have any goals that were any, that captured my imagination. It just wasn't a thing that um, I didn't, I had some friends who were runners, but we we're all pretty casual about it. And it just wasn't a thing that I was super inspired by. So it, it I was totally fine with that life. And my wife likes to say like, this isn't the man I married. <laughs> like when I married you, you were like yeah. casual and it was, it was great. Like we, you went running occasionally. Um, and so then to move up here and be like, oh, I think I'm going to start running almost every day. Um, Scamder. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Scamder. Like, wheel and deal. Um, but to get to Portland and people are like, what are you training for? And you're like, well, no one's asked me that question yeah, in like what? seven years. What is that question? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, no idea. Yeah. What? Like, uh, so yeah, just to like start going and, then to, I'll never understand how I went from like 256 to 247, like seven years later. Like that's the big mystery in the progression is I was just older and like I knew my body better. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I came back to running, I was like, the one rule is you're not gonna, like you might get injured, but you're not going to run through injury. Yeah. Cause I just, I used to like walk to class and like, you'd be like, oh, my foot hurts. Oh, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? Like yeah, so they, you're 10 yeah. years older and you're like, I'm not going to like walk to walk around no, with a totally. sore foot and go for a run. Like, not going to do that. So that actually, I think, in a, has been a blessing. It, particularly as I was getting back into it, I was like, if I feel bad, I'm just not going to go for a run that day. Yeah. Which is obvious to non-runners. But if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you've probably gone for a run and been like, I mean, you see in people's lives, foot hurt for the first three miles, e- eased up after. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. That's my log every day, <laughs> really. Uh, just say it was mine, man. That was a great. No, it's, yeah. no, it's, yeah, don't add. Uh, that was a subtweet. It's <laughs> that that's such a perfect one because uh, Lou Serafini listens to this. I know you listen to this, Lou. It's fine. You could admit it. What's up, Lou? Um, but Lou posted something on Twitter that I, that hit me like pretty deep, like to mm. the core. That was he was like he was before New York when he ran out of his mind, or I mean what people expect him to run but still like it was a massive like his first like freaking smash of of the marathon and yeah. it was like damn it's like knee was all banged up and he was like tweeted something that was like uh knee banged up like can't really walk but also need four more miles to get the mileage goal for the week and we're like yeah we understand that <laughs> and and then he replied to his own tweet and was like went for the run not sure if good call and i was like no that's not a good call like that's i think that's the one thing that i've been lucky to uh have understood from a just from a decently long time and and it's the same i mean you guys are saying the same thing you've been fortunate to stay healthy and you took a break and came back and like you like you guys have the same like knowledge or at least um understanding of like your bodies so you can make that educated decision for yourselves and you see so many people that are like yep uh 
perfect example. Like you said, Peter, like Dathan's running 140 miles a week. Like that's the only thing I can do. I can't possibly <laughs> run under three hours in the marathon if I don't run 100 miles a week, 140 miles a week. And it's like, whoa, like, no, you don't need to It's just to do so that. messed up because I never even cracked 100 miles until somewhat recently. But back then in college, because of all the stuff going on in college, I would just, all that mattered, all that, the, the end is I ran too much. So yeah. like my, maybe I could have hung at 75 and I was running 85 and I was just like, a, you know, a zombie. And yeah. so it was like, that's not good. Yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had an awesome sort of case study last year when, so Jared Carson mm-hmm. runs for BTC Elite, our club, um, also qualified with the Olympic Trials next year. Our, he, he averages probably like, or like would peak out at like 75, 80 miles a week. Yeah. And I was running like over 100 miles a week. And we were 10 seconds apart, like in the race. Like, it's just like you got to figure out what works for you, you know? Otherwise, yeah. like. No, exactly. There's no perfect blueprint for each individual. No. But that said, 75. That's ridiculous. Like, come Jared, on. I don't like, know, man. man what man's a talent? Jared, if you're listening to this, like, maybe go on a double or something. Yeah, like, we're twice a week. Let's he's start doing, twice he's a doing week. doing more right now. A little walk jog, and we'll work it up. It's fine. We'll, we'll get you on a plan, man. It'll be good. Um,. No, that's let's Pat. Let's talk about uh, CIM twenty eighteen. Sure. Um, we've kind of beat around it. Um, you know, we said that you you qualified for the trials in February. You did so at that race. Um, you kind of want to talk us through that that build up, and then I don't need to know too much about the race, but I think what would be interesting for for myself and and the listeners would be like. What was your mindset in your buildup the week of, during the race, and then when did you think, like, obviously you can look at your watch at some point and be like, all right, like, yeah. if both of my legs spontaneously shatter, like, I, I could was probably still, like, <laughs> I could probably somehow get to the line. Yeah. Like, it's probably not too far than, like, 20 meters from the line, but still, like, I could do that. So if you could, if you could walk us through that, your mindset in the buildup and then as it got closer, how, if anything had changed or your mental attitude towards, towards the race. Yeah. I mean, some of it was just a experience, you know, looking at like CIM, it, it's like, it, it's almost serendipitous in that the, the, the time between like labor day and CIM is about 12 weeks and you yeah. get really fit in my experience for, for a marathon yeah. and about 12 weeks. Cause yeah. it's like 10 weeks of really, really good running and a two week paper. Yeah. And that's what's always worked for me. And, you know, we had a lot of, we had like a, we had a big group run, like training and preparing for that mm-hmm. race. Um, you know, a lot of us had already run in the low 220s uh, in the marathon and we were like, okay, like we're going to, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to give this a go. We're within shouting distance here. Um, and it was one of those things. It was just like week by week, like you set up, you plan the workouts in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we typically have like big weekends, like, you know, like, like, in order to improve in the marathon, for me, it's taken a lot of like long, hard running, mm-hmm. like hard long runs. Um, and it was just one of those buildups, man, where I just like I kind of hit every every workout. The 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 one bad race I had, or the one like bad workout I had, or bad event I had, was the Portland Half Marathon here mm-hmm. when yeah. it, that was stopped by a train. Yeah. Um, which is like yeah. probably worth its own podcast. Also out of your control. Oh, also out of, yeah. out of my control. Yeah, I slid. I, sl- I literally slid under the like the arms. That, Going down across the train tracks like Indiana Jones and like yeah. the last yeah, yeah. of the last Um But like other than that, like it was just kind of one of those ones. I was like, wow, I'm just like hitting every workout and like also had um, 
you know, a, a lot of guys around me that were like really hitting like workouts pretty well. And so honestly, like showing up to the line, I was like, I was kind of nervous, but you know, you know, Peter's talked about this and like other podcasts and stuff like that, but you know, we always do like a couple of like kind of key dress rehearsal mm-hmm. workouts that are like mm-hmm. pretty good, like litmus tests. Um, and I, I had run like 16 miles three weeks before at 514 or 515 pace. Mm-hmm. And I think I closed under five and it was just like, Okay, I might do this. But you um, tell me you, real quick. You tell me you can't break four thirty a mile. But you you close at sixteen. <laughs> that's true. I'm gonna call bullshit right here and now. <laughs> Look, it's true. Anyway, sorry to take you <laughs> off of We're your going to train. train. Right <laughs> after this, <laughs> this is unacceptable. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Said from the mouth of a fast guy. That's how fast I think. Yeah, like the like. Is that? Oh man, you just hit you hit that gear. Yeah, yeah it's just, we're like, which gear are you talking about? <laughs> like my bike doesn't have those gears. Um. But so, but you're hitting these key workouts. Yeah, hitting the, yeah. So like hitting these key workouts, and so you know, honestly, like I went in with a lot of confidence, and like I told I told Peter that you know this last week before he was going to race, I was like I was like you are prepared. Yeah. Like you sir, like you made it through this training cycle. Um, you're fit, you're healthy. So when you're on the line, like you know that you've done the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been you know fortunately like you know because I am a little older, um, you know it's been a lot of trial and error to sort of get here and to kind of figure out like what yeah. works. But now that I kind of like sort of developed the formula a little bit, um, there's a little bit of like rinse and repeat to it. Just kind of like doing it a little bit faster. I just sure. want to interject though, because like last year, last fall, he was so fit that it was like, there were some silly moments where like we did this workout where you run five, four, three, two, one. So you yeah. have five miles of pace, four miles of pace, um, three miles at, this, half, is, this half, is what I messed up. Yeah. Three miles, half marathon. At pace, and then two miles like faster, and then you finish with a hard mile. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like where somewhere in the middle, Patrick just like missed. We, he misunderstood the workout, and he just launches off the front. And oh, you're like, sick. wait, I'm I'm like looking at my watch, like I'm doing pace, and he's like gone. And then we finish, and I'm like, he's like, we were doing that like 10k pace, right? And I'm like. <laughs> like <laughs> not only no, but like I couldn't have done that. So like I mean, you were just yeah. like. There are a couple things. You know, I'm just going to shoot like, 45 feet. Does that count? And yeah. You're like, well, yeah, sure, that counts. Like, yeah, yeah. Still, still I, went through. So, yeah, like, it was, like, it was a good fall. Yeah. He's, no, he, totally. He's a, got a southern, like, you know, he's calm about it. But Yeah, that's what I've come to learn. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was kind of extra, extra motivation, too, because, you know, I was um, – it, it sort of seemed like, for me, everything kind of was kind of, like, lining up at the right time. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I just heard that the Olympic trials were going to be in Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. I was born and raised – in Atlanta, I'm the, the hospital I was born in is literally on the course. What mile? Um, it's like well, it's it's a circuit, so it's yeah. like you know. But what miles will you catch? <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll run past it. Run past it a few times. Um, so home yeah, field, home field advantage. This. Yeah, literally yeah, born yeah, for yeah, this. Literally born for this. Um, so yeah, so like hearing that, like knowing it's in my hometown, I was like, okay, like I'm 35, like I understand the math here, like if there's going to be one to do it, like this is it, and yeah. unfortunately everything just kind of like lines up. What, um, what, sorry, had a crazy brain fart for a second. Uh, gonna be honest, Chris, don't edit that out because it's actually awesome. Uh, they've stumped me, everyone. Um, one thing that I, I, I don't have in like relation to you guys is you're talking about your build up and you were like, oh, like I was hitting all these workouts. Yeah. And it was sick. 
Like that would trip me out. I'd be like, oh, like I'm hitting all these workouts. Like this, the bomb's gonna drop at some point. Like fuck, really? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. And I've I've spoken to some other guys about it, and they're like, yo, like that guy, he hit all of his workouts. Like this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're like, yeah. If I was in your situation, I'd be like, I would just I would just throw a workout and be like, that was it. All right, great. Race is still gonna go well. That like was a bad one. Yep, that was it. Like oh wow, Nick, why'd you go run the 59 second quarter? Like yeah. I don't know. Like had to have a bad workout at some point. Uh, so that that's that's super impressive, responsible. Um, to have that approach. You're getting to up to speed on where my head is at. Like you might imagine knowing me yeah. that I'm a little more, more up and down. Yeah. And I'll come to Patrick like with these like half-assed thoughts and ideas, and he's like. Doesn't seem like a good idea. He's like, why? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a Peter, why did you think that? Yeah, like, I w- seems like you're overthinking that one. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. I was... It's like, hey, hey, man, you want to quit talking and go for a run? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we, we need to do this running thing. Yeah. Um, what point What point did you did you know that it, it was going to happen in, in, um, in Sacramento or Folsom? It was was it, um, was it before Folsom? Was it in the Portland airport? <laughs> no, down? no, it was not. It was not in the Portland airport. Um, it was really like, um, you know, at, at CIM, um, the 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 course starts to pick up around like you know like 60, 70 miles. Like you mm-hmm. can go downhill and stuff like that. You would know. Um, and uh, you know, I think I was running with with Jared at the time, and you know, we're gradually picking off guys, picking off guys, and I think we dropped like like a five oh eight or a five oh nine, and I'm like, huh. Like, this might be our day. Um, and so, actually, I was having a harder time kind of, like, reining it in, mm. going over the bridge and, and stuff like that. Um, and, like, trying not to get too excited because mm. it was probably mm. the best I'd ever felt in a, in a marathon. Mm. Um, and so, the last, like, the last mile, I, I was fortunate enough that I was like, oh, I'm really going to savor this because, like, I don't know if this is going to happen again. Um, did you did you post it in or did you rev the engines? Um, so I was I was revving, um, and then we passed our our friend uh, Peter Bernie who was on the on the sideline with like you know a quarter mile to go, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And he was just like screaming his head off, and like there's a there's a video of me like running by, um, and I, I I basically just like gave like a huge like roar, yeah. um, like knowing that like it was sort of in the bag, yeah. Um, so, regrettably, the last mile was my slowest, but I, you know, I felt pretty so good. So, get up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's sweet. That's really awesome. I just, like, never endless, always find that hilarious because, like, you're on your way to a 217, yeah. and he's what he's mostly chagrined about is he ran 530 for that mile. Yeah, he's like, like that like, was really, the it'll, slowest it'll, mile. <laughs> I, I love how much it always will bother him because I'm like, I don't know. I might have gone for the backflip to go across the line. Yeah, like, how was I going to was I gonna do the limbo <laughs> underneath the imaginary? Because I wasn't going to win, but, like, there's if there was yeah. a line there, hey, maybe hey. I could get underneath it. Uh, crazy. Insane. Let's hold on you, Pat, for a little bit, yes. and we'll address everything. Peter. Uh, you, same race, you ran 219.40. Oh, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have read what you've written in 2018 into 2019, um, and your build-up into CIM in 18. Oh, yeah. Um, but what, what is, like, how was your build-up, or not your build-up, but what was your mindset in that race? And last then, year. Yeah, and last yeah, year, yeah. and just, like, the quick, like, 
Yeah, like this is what it was, and then at what point again? Because I know I, I want to save some people just because they've read it, and we want, I want to spend oh, a little sure. bit more time. No, I mean, on this like year. the backstory. I, I think I mentioned it was like I knew this guy was fit as hell, and I knew he had to do it, but he could qualify. And mm-hmm. I knew I was just slightly. Well, the problem is, is like I knew I was fit, and mm-hmm. I could probably. It's like the near side and the far side of mm-hmm. the marathon. Like I could probably beat Patrick, like or hang with him on almost everything up to the absurdity of that race yeah and so like there's there's signals it's like we don't we really try not to compare mileage because it's not about who runs more mileage the end but all like he had had 12 weeks over 100 that'll help you mm-hmm. i knew it last year particularly he was pretty strong um if i put myself in my shoes last year so i knew that like when it really came to brass tacks at the end he was going to be stronger um, yeah sure and, sure and then when he mentioned the like the 509 like yeah I got my ass blown off the back of a pack at about mile 16 last year. Yeah. And I was looked down at my watch. And I'm like, I'm running really fast right now. Yeah. Um, but they were just surging away from me. And so, um, but like going into it, I was like, you know, a little bird on my shoulder was like, you might be prudent to not run with Patrick. And it was just like, no, there's, it's, not, it's out of the question. Yeah, so sure, we, sure. what Patrick ran 6848, 6852 uh-huh, uh-huh. for his two splits. So, you know, like, four-second pause yeah, split yeah. due to that cheer coming around the park. Um, like, come, come on, on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, who pauses with the CIA? Yeah, come on. Really? Um, I heard it's impossible. <laughs> it like, doesn't even happen. We'll have to go back and look at <laughs> yeah. those splits. Yeah, we'll so, see. I get blown, you know, long story short, I get blown off the back of the pack last year and still hanging there and then realize 219 is probably not happening because. I look down and I'm running 540 pace. Yeah. But I'm still, I like love the sport so much, love marathoning so much. I can like, I th- you know, the way I think about people who've broken 220, I'm just like, wow, you like, yeah. just, you're, you're incredible. So I was just gunning for it and uh-huh. ran my face off the last couple miles. Um, didn't look at my watch by the last three, four, five miles because I was just like, go, 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 go. And came around the bend at CIM and saw 219 and I kicked it home for 21940 and was yep. like, I mean, you know, when you lose it like that far out, you're super excited for the beagle. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Was, and yeah. I was just pumped. And so I remember seeing Patrick, and he looks at me, and I'm just like, no, like I gesture, like it's all. I didn't get it, but it, you know, we still embraced, and mm-hmm. I was super pumped. Because if you're running at two nineteen forty, you know, pretty much everyone ahead of you got yeah, it. Yeah, and so it's yeah. like pretty rad because you're just like no, totally. People, so. How? Um, I think the one thing again to give the the listeners a little bit of just back knowledge here is. Coming, you know, obviously, like I've addressed, <clears throat> I run for the J-Back, they run for the Bowerman, but something that I always thought was a little interesting was um, I've spoken to people in the J-Back about this, and I know that there's, you know, the obvious, there's age difference, um, especially with, with Pat and Peter here, but I think the one thing that I always found interesting was it seemed like every year you all, like, got up for Boston. Mm. And then CIM. Mm. And then it was just like nothing. Like obviously, yeah. you know, you do like a half in your buildups yeah. or whatever, but it was just like nothing. And for me, super, again, I think it's just coming in recency, like coming out of college still now, you know, I can't hold on to that that much longer. I'm 26, but like uh, back <laughs> like yesterday when I was in college and stuff, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. but still like, I'm, and then obviously we've got people coming in and out of college. Now you guys yeah, are having the yeah, same with you guys. People. But like, how do you guys keep that that locked in mindset over the course of the year? And then that will kind of tie in to to Peter. You huh. twelve months like after yeah. like, how did you guys stay locked in on like 
this is this is what I'm trying to achieve and and oh, 10 weeks you. 20 weeks out yeah. like yeah. The, I know what I need to do whereas with me like Elliot's gonna hate this but I'd be like yo dude like we gotta do something like I can't be fucking sitting here yeah <laughs> no, like Wait. I can't be doing this I got like, nose nothing on the yeah like well yeah. I'm supposed to like stay home I don't in. know though because we were talking about this um right before like Patrick before you showed up like I don't think I've ever trained for a long period of time with someone who like wouldn't drink a beer like during a training cycle yeah like who's yeah. like I'm like just like fully locked in like that, that level of intensity yeah so when I think about where I was coming from seven five years ago um there's just so much meat left on the bone. There's so much training mm-hmm. and strength mm-hmm. to be gained that if you can slip into the cycle, I'm like fully inspired by Boston. I've run it five, six times now. Um, and so like the strength you can gain from weeks where you're not super obsessed about like the race that's right coming mm-hmm. up, um, but you are like adding strength and just like very subtly. Uh, I wrote a piece a while ago that was like sandpaper, not chisel, like just like sand, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. easy, easy. Um, and I mean, I always say this, like I look at the PRs of the guys I finish around in the marathon and yeah. I'm like, man, if I was as fast as that guy, I'd probably rip some eight case. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like full disclosure, like I would, um, you know, I, I've run with Tate a bunch and I mean, yeah. by run with Tate, I mean, he's blown me away the yeah. last mile and I'm like, good job, buddy. Um, so like to say that, um, like it might be as simple as we've done well in the marathon. We love the marathon and that is like a great anchor point to work back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't come into marathons like, Oh, I wonder what we'll run. It's like pretty much like I know within a window what I'm capable of because yeah. I've been building to it for a bunch of months. Yeah, yeah. And so that was like, I wrote a piece to like two years ago, we ran two twenty three, and it was like, my wife was like, so thinking about like, what's this OTQ thing people talk about? I'm like, don't even worry about it. It's like super absurd. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and like, total insanity. And like total, like, I like saw Patrick a couple times over the coming weeks and I could see his brain was like churning. And I'm like, oh God. And you then can the, see uh, it. You know, You're like, oh shit. Chris this Yates had run it. like, he had broken 222 just yeah, like floating away. And yeah. you're just like, okay. Yeah, you're just like, come on, man. Um, so they were like, like full on. Like, yeah. yeah. We're going. Full court press. We're, do- yeah. we're doing this. this. And I was like, Oh God, that seems really hard. Um, so I like when I wrote "Burn the Boat," which is a piece that was just like articulating how my teammates weren't didn't seem really stressed about it, but I seemed I was pretty stressed, and yeah. I was like just trying to put it all out there of like, here's what I think it's going to take, and I have no idea how it's going to fall. Um, and then we just started doing the work, and you chip away, and you yeah. more weeks. And if you're like, yeah, you're like you know, you're it's... running at your max eighty five. I ran my first. I remember on Strava on a Sunday, it was like the title of a run was like the 100 emoji, yeah. 100. Um, and people were like, what the hell? And, you're, and then I'm like, and then they're like, oh, you broke 100 for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I was just like, I I need to just like get this like monkey yeah. on my back. I just got to see if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick could put in like 50 of them at the yeah. time, you know, or more. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, you just, you're just building and it. We took the spring off of Boston 18 um, and didn't run the crazy hurricane because we were like, yeah. we need a year to like focus on this goal. Yep. Um, and then ran CIM. And it's just like, it is the fastest marathon in America or on the West Coast. Yep. Like, the, And so for it to go so well, it's just like, again, if you checked in with, if you're like me, you overthink and then you check in with Patrick and he's like, seems like prudent place to make yeah. a play you know yeah. like you could if you i think if we lived on the east coast you'd go up to chicago or something sure I know, sure I know people love indy they love chicago yeah. and i'm like oh cool like totally valid um, go around with three people sounds yeah. great yeah totally like, why would i go around uh, to you with three people i'm not that strong <laughs> no. yeah. it seems like better to run with 50 or 100 yeah. 
Yeah, I mean it's nice because it's like <clears throat> you just want to you want to you want to maximize the variables if you're yep. if you're chasing the time like you want to you want to make sure that like you're uh, taking all the variables into account and kind of maximizing your yeah, yeah controlling what you success. can yeah and in Sacramento December it's like forty eight degrees oh. and like windless aside from this year uh, sorry, yeah man, sorry, I know man. that's actually the only <laughs> sorry, reason guys. why I didn't run uh, didn't break two or something yeah it was like a little it was, there. it was a little humid out there um <laughs> that, yeah but it's usually like fairly fairly predictable but you can always rely on competition like it's yeah. always yeah. a stacked yeah. field um and we know the we know the course is pretty fast yeah, yeah. um but. Yeah, I mean, to your question, you, you gotta you gotta set some intermediate goals, you know. Like, you know, this year we went to Boston, and we were like, you know, Boston, like you don't really know how fast you're gonna run. Yeah. Um, and we're like, we want to win the team title. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I um, it's something that has sort of been kicking around in my mind for for a while, and it, it takes sort of like three people running well on the on mm-hmm. the right day to, mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and you know, fortunately, we like we were we were like able to able to do that, which is a super yeah. cool experience. Um. Yeah. You know, it was the first time that like Peter and I were in the elite start, like in which the, was it, insane in to watch on TV, yeah. <laughs> which was insane. I was like, "Oh, those are my friends," I'm and like, also those that, are some other really high. fast guys. Yeah, those are some <laughs> extremely fast guys. Um, yeah, there was kind of a funny moment. People were like, "Because it was the first time that I had ever gotten bottles in a, in a marathon." Yeah, um, and people were what like, do "I do with my hands." <laughs> people, people were like, "People were like." How are you gonna know which which bottle is yours? And I was like, well, because it's gonna be the only bottle left on the table. Yeah, it's <laughs> same bottle as Luisa de Sisa. Yeah, like, same table as Luisa de Sisa. Um, but that was that was like a super cool to be a part of. Even though like we went out in the first kilometer, like and obviously it's downhill. Yeah, but still. And we like Peter and I ran a three flat kilometer, and like we were in last, like including like all the masters runners. Yeah. Like we were in dead last like going through like three flats in the in the first k and i was like oh this is a, this is a big boy race you're like oh man we go. but i mean like i think I, if i was to tell people like how to how to figure out their goals it's like what are you really 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 fired up about because there's a lot of people who are super obsessed with the otq and it's not i mean that's like when you're obsessed with something and you say like you're obsessed with it i'm not obsessed with it. Yeah. but like people like so you like when i didn't hit it at cim they're like see at grandma's and my buddies and I were like, we just can't. We've been like staring at our watch every split for like nine yeah. months. We can't do this. That's psycho. Um, we're gonna go to Boston and we're gonna run Boston. and It's gonna be awesome. But it's just we're gonna gain some strength. We're gonna do it yeah. all. But like it's just a different focus. Um, and it was yeah. an awesome day. And like we'll remember it for the rest of our lives. And it's totally meaningful. But it was a different goal. And mm. I think that helped because I know I gained strength. We all gained strength. But mm. it was like the prudent thing to do if all you give a shit about in your whole entire life was the OTQ is you would go and you do CIM grandma, CIM grandma's and like yeah. work back and forth. But it's just, we weren't inspired to do it. So no, that's fair. I feel, yeah. Answers the question. I think for, for the listeners here, I, I get the, the pleasure. And I would also say the unfortunate pleasure of living in Portland with, with these two individuals <laughs> and then also other people. And when I say unfortunate, it's just because, when I like really want to maybe not run on a day and then I'll see like Pat's up at 3 a.m. and running at Nike and I'm like, oh, well, okay, probably looks like I need to go run. But to, to everyone else, I I feel like you, you guys, when you guys show up to a race and you two in particular, um, you know, relatively healthy, usually showing up to, to races and stuff is that like it's kind of like in – 
in have you guys seen Batman Begins? No, of course. No. Yeah, so it's kind of like that where you guys are just like <laughs> off in this mountain of Portland somewhere in the West Hills and like doing some weird training stuff <laughs> and then you just like fucking show up and people are like oh what yeah i mean and it's like if there's this a moment where like when you guys all like you guys won the team title but like that wasn't even the insane thing it was like the plethora of people that were running under 225 at boston pretty seamlessly and i was just like no but, this is crazy no the, but that's the thing to me is like i run boston again i ran three Oh nine maybe I don't have to yeah. look it up. Then I ran two fifty six and that was hard. Like mm-hmm. if you if you think you can run faster and you like bonk yeah. Boston to two fifty six. So then to have guys who are coming to Boston for the first time, they're like, yo yo yo, this, this is this it. Shit can be fast. Yeah. It could be sub two nineteen. And I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> it's like kind of walking into a bar fight and yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen yeah. those last couple miles. And they're like, you're not going for it. Yeah, and you're like, like, okay, so like. I finished in 2.23.09, and I've looked back and been like, it took some otherworldly, like, mental yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You guys, you to, guys like, were in, to be like, oh, I guess that's Google's slow. place up in the West Hills. <laughs> yeah. You guys were sitting up there. People were like, I can't believe you ran 2.23. And I'm like, oh, that's only that only came about because I had a bunch of buddies in my ear being like, you can go 2.19. And I'm like, what? But again, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> that, like, you guys pop up two times a year and run something insane, and then you guys just... <laughs> go back to the dojo and like do your thing and like that's it yeah. and i'm that like what is. you know like what <laughs> what you like, know it, it, ryan ryan hall once compared marathoning to uh, to prize fighting um and sometimes you gotta have that mentality where you're just like you're going into the gym day in and day out and you show up and like you hope you're you hope you're in fighting shape um and very real yeah my, super real especially because he now looks like a prize uh, fighter. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you imagine he could do it how long do you think you guys could last in a ring with Ryan Hall? <laughs> Ryan Hall? Ooh. Right now, right now, Ryan Hall. I'm not talking like no. Ryan Hall is a he's he's a lamb. He's a very kind man. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> put that guy in the cage like in Spider Man. You're gonna see some weird stuff. Yeah, that would get weird. Um, yeah, insane. Uh, real quick, so I I had promised people myself and the listeners that would get back to 2019 okay. cim uh, sorry long long you were there thing here i was there uh, my there my heart was in Dongguan, china my legs <laughs> yeah. my legs were in nuremberg germany and <laughs> my head was in sacramento and it was weird and i don't know what was happening and i was having fun and then it and then it wasn't fun and someone uh, came and just like Threw my birthday cake off the table onto the ground. They're like, Stomp I hate Nick Rocher. Yeah, uh, hats off to you. Two twenty three on jet lag is like a is like a two thirteen. I am I am a huge yeah, baby yeah. with jet lag. Do you think Do you think you can send a note to yeah. Danielle at Run SRA and be like, Hey, uh, I just did the conversion. It's two thirteen. Yeah, actually. Just, just tweak. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Danielle and Eric. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'll be looking forward. Shout to out that. to Danielle. Uh, guys, Sacramento, twenty nineteen. Peter, what 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 was the week before for you? Oh man, the week because it was again you 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 you've been yeah I've been there in, but but you had for a year I mean you had run Boston but still it was like yeah, it was all, a year it was and, all it, was, and yeah. it was and it was you know it was like a year of I stayed healthy you build the mileage you you set out the box I was telling someone like about a month out it's like the most obvious thing to my friends I was drinking beer with some friends the other day and I was like. I'm like super in deep into this. And they're like, yeah, you think like, 
when we went on that adventure and then the canoe trip and then the other hiking trip and you didn't come on any of them because you were running 20 miles really yeah. fast that day. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was really, that was, <laughs> like, what's like happened? It, it's so obvious, but um, about a month out, I was like, okay, like all systems go, we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and then the week leading up, I just sort of go through the, the checklist. I like, mm-hmm. I've been writing notes to myself. Um, I always say like the fact that we do a dress rehearsal, it's like, I think it's borrowed from Hanson's. Like I would refer to, re- recommend it to anyone. Cause like yeah. my mind sort of stops there is like, yeah. how did the dress rehearsal go three weeks out? Yeah. Because that's where, when I start to freak out a little bit, we had run, um, so I had run 16 miles three weeks out at about five, 12 pace ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but really like a little bit slower and then you like kick cause you're like, well, I don't know. We're done at 16. We don't have yeah. to, so but you like. Oh, man, the marathon is amazing and it's fucking horrible because you like do yeah. some math and you go, I could run 529 pace for the final 10.04 and yeah. still make it in. Like you've been yeah. running 512. Yeah. So like, yeah. but really oh, what man. I like, I could, I probably will write about it. Like you're running with a different body and a bit different like um, energy system and like mm-hmm. all this shit. So anyways, like the, the week leading up, I was pretty um, like, pretty focused on it and um i was doing things like i bought a i bought a travel size purell because i was like i gotta watch I don't, i'm not a germaphobe i'm gonna wash my hands because like uh i don't want to yeah. get sick like four Which days out makes sense um, and all so all these things and then just like one after another thing the days lined up the, the workouts lined up and um you're like here we go um you know you fly down we've done it three years in a row which makes it super the, like this habitual now. <laughs> the the biggest regret in the whole experience, and I love the directors of the CIM, but like going to the elite uh, meeting was like walking into a hornet's nest of nervousness and like just anxiety. Yeah. And what we had never been invited before, <laughs> and so all we would ever do is go watch conference football on yeah. Saturday and just be like, "This is awesome!" Yeah. Like we're not drinking beer, but like. We're drinking it's morning, so cool. and we're going to rip tomorrow, so cool. and you're like, we don't do this enough, like, just hang out all afternoon and watch football, um, but, so we went to the meeting, we got it done, and then we just went back into our routine of, like, make dinner, um, Patrick has made me, like, six or seven pasta dinners at this point, because it's, like, always what we eat before the meal, and then, before the race, and then, you know, um, we dr- we've, like, driven out to the start for mm-hmm. three years in a row yeah um which like they do an amazing job with the buses but like it's way chiller if you're just in a minivan with your buddies and you yeah. just walk up to the... so it was like it was definitely um surreal to be like you've dreamed about this day every day for 365 days and now you're actually here but to be like yeah but you feel stronger and you're healthy and yeah you're, like you're good to go what um Real quick, just gonna make an analogy. Uh, you, were t- you were talking about the elite uh, meeting. It's. It, I feel like that's kind of like back back in high school. I didn't. I didn't go to parties at all. Um, I still. And then I went. I went to this. <laughs> I went to this one party though, and it was the cool people party. Oh, yeah. And I went in and I was like, "Yo, this is fucking lame. Yeah, like, is this what all these cool people have been doing this whole time? Yeah. What is this?" It's like, yeah, totally. "Yo, like." Those elites are probably doing such cool stuff in that room. And then you get in your room and you're like, Wait what? Like, this is it. Like, you just sit there and you guys, like, fidget and freak out about if your bottle's, like, screwed on all the way. Can I ask or, a question about exactly yeah, the yeah. Uh, pace? So you're going to be 512 or 513. You're like, yeah. I don't know. Figure it out. It's totally. Um, yeah, totally. Um, it's all about 
people talk about it differently, but when you're there, it's just a bundle. You can tell it's a bunch of people. And the best part about CIM, about the marathon, really, in CIM, is like, at, particularly as a 38 and a half year old, is like the guys in the 10 are like state champion 2012. And you're like, sweet jacket, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that when you got your job at Nike? Oh, that was me. Like, yeah. that's when I moved to like in my third or fourth job. You know, it's just like, you realize, um, but I turn it, I'm like, there's no, what I love about running is like being arrogant and running doesn't serve you any purpose. So you just sort yeah. of like laugh it off. But it is a little bit like, yeah. it's a sick cackle of like, welcome to the jungle. Yeah, you're like, like, this is it. Yeah, we're not running 5K cross country because I did yeah. a lot of that and I got my ass kicked. And yeah. like, this is going to get real. Yeah. Um, and if you shit. beat me with like, I've gotten beat by a bunch of people in the marathon, but you know they're going to work for it and it's going to be, it's going to be wild for everyone. Oh, that's, yeah. I <laughs> actually could not agree more. Um, so we get out there. So so we're there. We're, uh, I, I think for what would be good um, would be to understand from from your point of view and then also, Pat, you were on the course. I was on the um, course. In the course. In the yeah, actually, yeah, yes. Um, but and obviously in a different capacity than I was paying for the for the record. Um, right. What were there a couple moments where you were like that you would kind of were you checking back in and trying to remember what twenty eighteen mm. Peter was like like it was like at ten k like were you like oh this feels easier, worse, or like, or were you just not, it, was it just not even? No, I mean, those are all, yeah, we know the course pretty well now. What's interesting is we do all these, again, like, I feel like the, we're droning on about, like, you should train really hard and do really hard running. Um, but, like, we do these long runs, and so, like, I would feel in the race similar to I had felt on mm -hmm. runs. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've written a about the marathon and said like the marathon is long enough that you can feel good, feel bad and feel good again. Yeah. Um, and so around mile eight, I always hate mile eight, particularly in a marathon. It's like super far out and you've still been running for a while. Mm. I started to feel like really low energy. Um, just like, well, that's not good, but it was in a way that I'm used to. And I'm like, that's not good. Uh, Critchlow's getting some wine in nice. the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <he's> <laughs> gonna, <laughs> we're going to sell him on the marathon by the end of this. Um, so I've run it slower and we've also run it like super positive split and I've, died off yeah so we decided like i said to patrick i'm like you work for me today yeah. <laughs> because last year i ran his race True and i was like never going to ask him to slow up because it was like yeah. the man was ready to rock as we discussed so this year i was like we're gonna slice it a little thinner like we're not gonna play with a lot of seconds um, yeah. we're gonna make it easier and if you want to run 518s and run sub 219 it you don't really want to see 520 yeah. Even though technically you could run a bunch of 516, 520, 516. Anyway, yeah. you, could, you could balance your it's way there. It's not ideal, yeah. It's not ideal, though. Um, there's uphills, downhills. So we're going along, and I felt like a little low energy, and then I felt better again. We had this amazing pack of dudes where mm -hmm. I was just like, they're breaking the wind. Um, I was able to be off of Patrick's shoulder. Mm -hmm. And at one point I felt, we do, a, we do always do a run like five or six weeks out, which is marathon place plus 15 seconds uh -huh. for 20 miles okay and about um somewhere in the middle there i was like i feel like i'm doing that run. like i feel like mm -hmm. it's so easy right good. now that yeah. i feel like i feel good but i know that like shit'll get real pretty soon um and then we have julian henninger in there yeah. so like you know i think in the marathon you have enough time where it's really about like distracting your mind and trying to be calm and so even having those guys there they weren't a distraction they were just like it was something to think about other than like because your brain will go to, I feel like shit, I feel like shit. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, if the longer, anything you can do to avoid that, the better. Yeah. Um, 
so like the high level statement from the race was like I felt better at every point in the whole race than I've ever felt before. Um, the more detailed is I was slicing a little thinner than last year, so I had less seconds to play with. Um, mm -hmm. But even like you come up onto a bridge at like twenty one and three quarters, and I was like, oh here we go, and I was like that wasn't so bad. I mean, I'm, but again, yeah. you're like to run sub five eighteen is harder than like being like five twenty three, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So like you still have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, I mean, the race was pretty wild in terms of, I, like, came up on a, one of Julian's friends who runs in Denver, I'm forgetting his name, Dave. Dave uh, Marks. Yeah, Dave Marks. Yeah. And um, what's the rating on this podcast? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, let's go, motherfucker. Like, we are going to fucking oh, yeah, do this. No. And I was just, and he looks at me and I'm like, sorry, I'm just really fired up right now. <laughs> um, because it was like mile 18, you know, yeah. like. So you're just like, how do I stay in the right mindset? But at 15, Julian came up on his shoulder, and I was like, five more miles, and then we can have some fun. Um, yeah. Because I knew that, like, he was feeling, I could tell he was feeling good, and I also didn't want him to blow his race race in the next yeah. five miles. Yeah. Um, and then we shared some miles in there where it was like, we were, I could tell we were both being prudent. Yeah. So it was like, we could run faster. And then, I mean, I mentioned this yeah. to someone else, like, someone tugged at my jersey. And you get you get a lot of bumps in a pack like that. Yeah. But someone tugged at my jersey, and I looked up, snapped my head, and it was you. And you were like, "Easy." I was like, "Oh yeah, we're about to like." And I've talked to guys who did that move. Yeah. There was a move going on where like we were running about five fifteen, let's say. 5 we, were, we were we were our like, like our previous split was five fourteen and a half or whatever. Um, the half matters actually. It's like yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, come oh. to find out that the sense matter, but it's only to say because if you are splitting sub two two. 518 pace um in your brain you're, you're calculating 515 514 517 514 yeah. um and nick wisely was like we don't have to go with that pack and that and that was in line with the strategy we'd laid out which is like don't go until you go like don't yeah, don't, exactly. don't go until late um because we're still going quote yeah. unquote. like we're, we're under pace so there's no need to and i've talked to a guy who went with that pack and he ended up fading off and i like beat, beat him by a little bit but like so, I mean, I feel good about the fact that there was no one move that I missed. Mm -hmm. Like, CIM yeah. is so filled with dudes. That, it's 26 miles, yeah. too. Like, yeah. I, I, hopefully there isn't one moment where it was like, fuck, if that went the other way, like, that was it. <laughs> that was, that it's was, like, you know, like, if it was like my shoe came untied yeah. or, yeah. or I don't know, like, my shorts medium. fell off. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, or I had to use the bathroom in the yeah. middle of the race. But, like, and that's, and again, to give just some background, I think. The moment uh, Peter's talking about was like somewhere around 17 or so. Um, we had been kind of Julian, who had been discussed earlier, um, one of their teammates at Bowerman had had got like he was in a group of like 10 to 12, and they had kind of started running from 15, 16, like five 12s. Yeah. And our group had gone for that for a little bit, and then there was a very severe just like cut, and all of a sudden. Peter and I found ourselves at the front of, instead of like a nice, neat middle of a pack, we were in the front and then it was just fine. It, you know, like we, we had both done the training to, to, to be able to run like in both mentally and physically to be like, all right, if I need to lead a pack at some point, like that's fine. Obviously in ideal cases, it wasn't going to happen that far out, but anyways, then we had run like two more miles at 514. And then at one point I was like, yo, this is, we do not need, like, we need to run. We just came through 69 flat through the half. I was like, this, we do not need to be doing this right now. Because, like, last year I was, I was 5.18 was his pace. Yeah. 5.15 was what he ran last year yeah. with 80 seconds to spare. Yeah. Like, 
And so I, my, I was like, if you, even if you want to, I mean, on some level, I want to be Patrick's PR. Like, sure. flat out, I told yeah. him, I'm like, I'd love to be your PR as like a, you know, as a friend. But um, that was not the day. Yeah. You, know, you weren't trying to do it. No, no, exactly. And it was just like, guys, we, and again, selfishly, at this point, I was still feeling good. And I was like, I want to have as many people that I know with me late because I've never really been in that position. Like, I know that if, if or I knew that if I was going to qualify, it was going to be literally right in front of or right behind or right on the side of Peter just because, like, his experience in the marathon and then me, like, we, I was able to, I feel like, provide some form of, like, advice in the middle of it and, like, you know, verbally or physically in this case. Um, but it was just, like, we didn't need to do that in that yeah. moment. Um, and I would love to know, like, how many people from that either did or didn't and hopefully i i think i've looked at the data and like it's a mix you know yeah. like it wasn't a move that was yeah. make or break it was um because that's what's so weird is like if you qualify for the olympic trials in 2017 15 like yeah you were going to qualify yeah. you know like it, yeah it, it, yeah and that's not yeah. the, no, I mean, no you no. can run that race like hats off to you um yeah. but if you're looking to just like get right under yeah, 2830 um, or you something you'd yeah. be suddenly running 511 so, yeah, so exactly. last year when they were like ripping downhill uh, it was slightly downhill, and they were running like five oh seven. I'm like, hats off to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> so then we're going. I'm just curious. Like, I don't even know if we've gotten a chance to play back. Like, yeah. I remember that moment, and then I don't remember the moment where we stopped running together. Yeah. So that came at twenty one, twenty one or so. It was right before the bridge, or like right, like leading up yeah. to the bridge. And I remember it was just like. I, I've been able to fend off negative thoughts throughout that were just popping in, like whether I was feeling shitty or I wasn't with just like when Pat was still pacing through 14, 15, I was like, all right, like you only have this guy for so long. Like, let's use him. Like, I know this guy, there's a level of comfort, like security there. Like I'm going to go. And it was just like, this feels kind of weird. Like shocker, you're running really fast for <laughs> more than a mile like obviously your body's gonna be like you're a fucking idiot don't do this but yeah. so i was like able to fend him off like really just be like that's there. all right go over there julian's there or like sometimes it would come really uh in an ideal time at like coming up to a water station mm. and peter would be like nick you want you want any more and i'd be like yep sick boom and then i would take it and then it, that was the moment was gone mm. um and then at like coming like just over 20 um i remember i kind of like I had moved somewhere in the pack um, just because there was like a weird amount of jostling pretty late in our pack I felt like and I was just like a couple people were like oh fuck like I'm going down I'm like yo dude like get out of here yeah, go calm. somewhere be else calm. like yeah, yeah. like we there, were, there were a lot yeah, of like I mean, for, for, con for context somebody somebody did the numbers and there were 130 guys that went through halfway at CIM under a yeah. few pace um, and like, so when I peeled off, it was like almost at mile 15, the pack was enormous. And I was like, these guys are good. See ya. <laughs> yeah. I was like, these guys no, are No, totally. And, but it, but it, so it was like crazy. And then I just, I felt shitty and I couldn't, like I saw you, but I like, yeah. it was just more to kind of get up yeah. there and yeah. I couldn't yeah. fend off it. And then it was just like when it hit and then I saw, I like tried to come back and then saw... Elliot like went past me and he's like, you're still like, you're definitely yeah. still on pace. And yeah. I was like, 
oh yeah, like this is sick. Like I totally run by myself the last five miles. Like this will be fine. Yeah. Like what could possibly go wrong <laughs> in this humidity? It's and like a horror like, movie where they're like, I'm just gonna go check outside. To yeah. See like, like, this is gonna be is. like this is fine. Like this, and little I know, like it's that meme where like my living room is on fire now, and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> this, like, is fine. this is good. Like whatever. And uh, then saw Elliot, and at mile 23, I just straight up stopped like i oh. i stopped had a conversation with elliot he's like dude you good and i was like my and i I'm to this day like i'm not i'm not one to like put an excuse on something no, but, but there are things yeah. that probably didn't so, help yeah. Yeah, yeah to the situation but i was like dude my i'm yeah. just like i'm really shitty right and then he's <laughs> just like all right like just go walk for a little bit and i walked okay. for maybe 90 seconds and then he's like all right and i was like dude just go get julian like it's fine i'm gonna finish he's like whatever guy, you do finish he's like yeah. just finish finish just okay. finish and then, then and then he like came back at one point and this was i love elliot we have a great yeah coach athlete like even like friend relationship but i also know that i've you know, I I'm a goofy guy, both Julian and I, and it doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. mesh well Not with him. The same. But he was just like, "Whatever you do, just just figure it out." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean?" Like, like this, this is like mile guys. twenty-three and a half, coming up to twenty-four. And I was like, "What do you figure it out?" Like, dude, there's nothing to figure out. I feel horrible, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I've right. got three miles to go. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then I was just jogging, and then at one point I was like, "I." Someone was like. Oh, like you're on 224 pace. <laughs> Go I was like, yeah. Oh, that's still like See, a big PR. Like, this is like, okay. And then I was like, all right. Yeah. But then I think from 21 to the finish, my, my fastest mile was like a 550. Okay. Yeah. And, but there were like, there, helpful, there, yeah. there were some like 620s. Yeah. I mean, you, like, you, oh, you're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that like, makes sense. I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, when, wow. it, when it fell, it was I like know that. a yeah. lot of time was lost very quickly. But I do think there's so many ways to marathon, and I respect, I'm like, I just love the sport because it has so many different ways. And the only issue with dropping out is that dropping out can beget dropping out. Yeah. But at the same time, what you were trying to do just wasn't the same at, you were trying to go sub 220 yeah. or sub 219 like it wasn't so at the same time I like I respect you for finishing but at the same time if you'd been like I was off at the end I'd be like okay um, yeah no totally like, like you was, as uh, an athlete not carrying that baggage forward yeah. and not making no, it absolutely up. but um I've always I've heard about like I mean I had I went to Kenya like 15 years ago and they were like oh you don't finish races slowly because then it's on your name and yeah. then it like you yeah. did not get appearance fees yeah. and so like they just they have this like amazing like they try to break through a window, and if it's not happening, like they'll drop yeah. out. But like, I almost think that could set you up for like breaking through a window and running like two sixteen and being like, "How the hell did that happen?" Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. It's not no, how we run, I, but like, yeah. I uh, I respect what you did in getting it getting to the line. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it wasn't what you were there. Yeah, there for so. yeah. No, that being said, run walking a two twenty three to a PR is I had to put that in Cass's like Nick. You need to sh- shut up. No, like, dude, you, because Elliot straight up, he was like, are you, afterwards, he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, like, and again, super mess up afterwards, but I put it in, I was like, I had a conversation with him, it felt like it was forever, yeah. probably was more like 30 seconds, yeah. but still, like a 30 second standstill conversation. That's wild. Yeah. And That's then, so wild. And then to, yeah. like, I was like, all right, 
let's get the train going again. Like, <laughs> this is it. And meanwhile, I'm like, I hadn't been, I had just been on like the real time for 30 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, I got to get there when the guys go. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's, right. that's my sob story. Yeah, no, no, but it, no, 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 tear, no tears uh, on PR day. Yeah. <laughs> that was just the humidity. It wasn't me crying, I swear. Well, here's the thing that's like, I think this is maybe relates back to like the training we're talking about, like 100 mile weeks. But if you are running 80s and that feels hard to you, like yeah. that's good training stimulus. Yep. Um, like shocker to no one is that you traveled in Europe for a while, traveled in Asia for a while, and were able to find your breaking point somewhere beyond 21 yeah. miles yeah. really hard. You'd be like, that seems about right. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, exactly. So what you're, you're like, I don't even have the words, I'm like, to describe like that your body was slightly depressed. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. It didn't know what was happening. Yeah, like, the marathon, you will find that breaking point, and then it's like, I think it, in a meaningful way, it's like, what do you want to do about it? So I have a buddy running in Boston, and I was like, just remember, at the start of the block, like, uh, Stephen Kirsch is this coach, yeah. and I'm like, you will feel like trash at the end of Boston, and then yeah. it's like what you do with it yeah. that matters. Um, you know, all sorts of extreme, extenuating circumstances. We've had friends fall down at Boston. We've yeah. had friends pass out, like go to med tent. Um, but it's like you, you figure out, like you can have a really, really bad day, and like your body's like, I need to take care of myself, and I'm going to shut you down yeah. right now yeah. <laughs> and black out. Um, and then you also can be like, oh, my legs like crap yep. and you're like cool okay no exactly that's very very wise words um <laughs> so i don't think not to be again but peter elephant in the room you it didn't go the way yeah um that that you had hoped and that a lot of your su- support crew um and loved ones that had wanted um, but I think that there's something like if you take the times out of it, I think obviously we had different races, but I still think that there's something that like my dad said after the race, he's like, if you are upset that you ran a PR, like I'm actually going to be really mad at you. Yeah. And that's where it was something that was like, yeah, it didn't go how you had wanted, but you said that you had never felt better at any point in a race. You were, you, we were slicing Slicing the meat, yeah. listen to that, Chavez, very thin. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, had you been running 514s early, then yeah. it was like, oh, maybe you can go run a couple of 520s. Yeah. And, like, that's fine because you have those couple, like, you come out on a net, like, you like, got more money. Like, Elliot isn't my coach, but I think of him as someone who is, mm-hmm. like, he's been a pro. And he, so there's, like, there's no bullshitting as a pro. Like, there's just no looking past this hard, hard truth. And the only regret I have coming off of this past race is that, I like bullshitted myself a little bit in the final three miles because I was like, I like when I I said it sarcastically, like the tenths matter. But like I had in my mind, I've gone through every split and been like, that's how I again, I missed by probably like 15 tenths of a second. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I, in my mind, if you see 14, 15, 14, 16, 14, 17, 20, uh, 18, um, and the tenths matter then you see a lot of sub uh, 518 split. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have some seconds. I have some seconds. And you're hurting so yeah, badly. Sure. You're like, I, there's a banner when you go on the pass. It's four miles to go. And it's like, welcome to mile 22. It's something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really, really, really don't want to be here. And so like, um, I've talked to uh, other people about like, I like pre-program like 
I think of my teammates and I'm like, they want to be here so badly. And like being injured is way worse than the pain of uh, the last four miles of yep. the marathon. It's just exactly. so torturous. So I'm like, this is so bad. And I'm like, no, you've already thought about how like being injured is worse. It'd be it's worse. Just, you know, relative. it's all worse. But, um, you know, again, like when you're running 522s, you don't feel like running that slowly. And so yeah. you like, it's a constant battle with yourself where you're like, um, you, you could run faster and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, like, this good. is still, like... I feel like the kid who comes up with, like, a C plus and the teacher's, like, looking down at you and you're like, it's a C plus? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's not an F, uh, it's, it's yeah. there. Um, and then, like, in... It's, like, I don't know what the analogy is. It's, like, looking at the sun or it's, like, looking yourself straight in the mirror when you're really, like, ashamed of yourself. Um, like, with 400 to go, Patrick was, like... Patrick and Chris Gatano were there and they're like, you gotta go! Yeah. And in a sad order of events, like, I'm proud of my last quarter. Like, yeah. I, I'd have to go look it up, but I know I kicked my face off the last yeah. quarter. And unfortunately, not it's not Boston. Like, you have to make two hard left turns. And I, yeah. I had just pictured, I had pictured, like, I was going to turn at 218, like, 15, and then be like, kick it in. Because I knew we were slicing thin. Yeah. You know, it's like being in a deli in Jersey. Yeah. And yeah. you got that, Hear that Chavez. I know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, I had a Chavez to, to turn the corner and see like 16 seconds to go and be like, oh my God. Like, and it's not some other world, something like, I don't know what this, like, that's the bitch of it is like, you, I had looked up the like 20 mile split. I mean, I know the 20 mile split. I know like the 23 mile split. Yeah. I know the 40 K split. Um, yeah. And so it's like, you look at it and you're like, but maybe like, and you're like, no, Dude, like that's the hard truth. That's yeah. the split, and that's what you have to hit. And so, yeah. No, uh, so, like, to kick home, um, it's just like one of these things where you are giving it your all, but you've left it to a point where, like, all you can do in the final quarter is kick it home. Um, and no, that's to, like be basically under the finish banner as like the clock rolls over, and here are people that be like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, but then you got like the the gun chip time yeah. thing, but you're like, no, no, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. that's and it's okay. And that, I think that that was something that I I kind of again, it's easier to say being so far off of it, mm. but it was just kind of like I had come to terms, obviously further out, but and then immediately afterwards, where it was just like, yeah didn't happen like yeah this sucks all right like one of my like i get like feeling bad about myself or my performance isn't gonna help like there's a bunch of people that like even i mean for you like way more than me but like yo there were still a shit ton of people behind me like i we just like and that's where like Cass is always super great she's gonna come from you know a running background so she's like yo dude you still beat a lot of people like, and we're getting out of Very the traffic runners. area yeah, before yeah. like i don't have to deal with the traffic now like let's get out of here like um so i, I want to ask you guys a question um because i've never been in this position and it's like way easier to say than done but the last thing i want to do after a hard marathon is go run a hard marathon yeah the last last chance qualifier is houston yeah. um in a few weeks well you can't just bandit the trials so I was just hoping to show like qualifying the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that probably looks good that way. Um, what are your thoughts on trying to run Houston Marathon? 
So I, full disclosure, I, I haven't even spoken with, with Elliot on it. I, Elliot sent me a text and was like, how are you recovering? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I ran 26 miles. Like my legs kind of hurt, but like they're getting better every day and I'm not running this week. And then there was, that was it. So like, I don't. It's like I the coach it. version of like yeah. you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, here we go. yeah. It was like, what? Um, so I don't, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I, I had a conversation with Carrie Dimoff that night, Sunday night, and I was like, you don't think he's going to have me run Houston, right? And she was like, uh, <laughs> I don't See, know. having a coach is so raw. Yeah, it's so like, tough. And he, yeah, I, honestly, I don't know. And then now it's like, Elliot also doesn't pay for my travel, like doesn't paid for like i don't get paid to run so it's kind of like if yeah, i don't yeah. run houston yeah, and i don't like yeah. like but i'm also i'm not struggling like monetarily like i could go to houston and do this um but now it's like do i want to uh i don't know i i don't i should probably make that decision pretty soon i would say but i also think genuinely i don't know if i would run the full I think I would try if I was gonna do it, and Elliot was all in, and I was all in. Like I wouldn't do it unless I was like, and that's one thing that Elliot has said also is like after Berlin last year, he was like, "Yo, you need to decide the Saturday or the Friday of your break." Like so, with a couple days ago, like, do you want to do CIM or do you not? Because mm. you can do it'd be like a kind of shorter build, but like you you could do it. Like, do you think that you could like you? But you have to be all in like yeah. there's no room yeah and i don't think i have i don't think i would be all in for 26.2 in houston um but the half i i think i think i i think i could i have a lot of uh belief that i could go run under uh mainly because i think 60, I'm, under 64 yeah i think i i, I I know I'm better than Tate Shinbein, and, he's, and he ran 64-40 or 30. Uh, so I know I know I'm at least 40 seconds better than Tate. <laughs> but that's the best part. Like what you're describing is the goal that you're fired up about. And so like when you were like, "How do you guys go deep into a cave for six months?" We're like, "We just put something on the calendar that we're deeply fired up about." And then you're like, "There's no you work backwards from yeah. something you're totally fired up about." So um, when my I was so full disclosure, I bought a bib to Houston like three months ago because I realized. I was in the shape of my life, and if I got the flu or if yeah. it was a storm, like I wanted to at least shoot some fish. Yeah, you have something. Take a yeah. shot. Um, and so I even said to my wife, like, but it won't be like if you miss by like a couple, like by a little bit. Like it's more just for the thing, um, in case. And then that's how I felt like on Sunday, um, and that's how I felt on Monday, because like we've talked about for a while now, like we really prepare for these races and we don't take them willy nilly. And like, sure enough, leading up to CIM, a lot of people post on social media, like gonna shoot my shot, like crazy moon shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I have nothing against that. It's just not how we prepare. And I think how we prepare has proven itself. Um, um, so my dad, I had a conversation with him. He's like, you'll only run if you're ready. Like you'll only go if you're ready to go. Um, and then, I texted with Patrick and he's like, in his like very prudent manner, like you might be extenuating circumstances. So um, I'm in day five of recovery 
Bo Winfrey came out today, and I'm like, looking at it. I'm thinking about it. There, yeah. like, some things need to come around, but like, what? I, it's not how I've typically worked, but it is. When I look at the fact I didn't taper for the dress rehearsal, so three weeks ago I didn't taper. I was in the hundred mile week, and I ran sixteen at pace. Yeah, and felt great. I'm like, um, like okay, six weeks from now, if I if I run two seconds faster, yeah, I would be six weeks into my trials build, and I'd mm -hmm. be ready to rip. Um, I'm I'm making shit up on the fly. It feels like this like space movie where you're like, how can we build a rocket ship? Yeah, in a very short period of time. Um, and I. It's not how I typically work, but I also realize, again, at 38, like, I don't give two fucks about anyone's interpretation of, yeah. like, how I do. So you it's, shouldn't um, at any age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take that down, listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, man. Um, it doesn't, and people are like, can you really put yourself out there? And I'm like, it's easy to put yourself out there when you, like, yeah. you appreciate people's interactions. Yeah, like, yeah, no, totally. Um, and I always say, like, I've got my ass kicked so much that I would never overstate how good I am. And so yeah. I, I know I'm never at risk of, like, Shit talk. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I yeah. get that. I when get that. Like when you, when you, when you build yourself up, then you're like insecure about something or this or that. Um, so I just love um, marathoning, and I texted with Jason Iyer from Trashmith, mm -hmm. who's he's mulling over uh, Houston, and he goes, "Hey, would you ever on your calendar on Sunday? You had 41 kilometers of pace, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I had that as well." And he was like, "Cool, cool. See, like, see you in six weeks." Six dress rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're thinking about it. When, when, when's the call for mm -hmm. you? The call will literally be probably like, uh, two weeks out. It'll be like, I need to put in some mileage. I need to put in some workouts that I feel, that I feel like yeah. I'm ready to go. No, I think that that's. Uh, and I need to, I, the thing, the hatchet I need to bury is it'll get hard. Like 21 miles that you talked about Yeah. within the first 24 hours. I was like, I just don't know how I would overcome the obvious excuse Yeah. that once it gets hard, um, well, I can't do this because I didn't like, have a proper buildup. Build yeah. Like I've never gone into a race without without yeah. when it's like no, that. So, I, I, so I'll need to figure out if I can bury that. And again, if I'd run two seconds faster, six weeks from now, I'd be like, Patrick, you better watch your back because like whatever workout we're doing, I'm gonna you know, try to bury you. <laughs> like that would just be our our teammate. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. No, that's that's very yeah. Uh, you didn't really give the answer you're looking for, Pat. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. We, but if you love to have, that's the thing. It's like yeah. you have, like, play on player. Like yeah. you have the half. If, if, if you yeah. have, if you have that gear on your on yeah. your, that that whatever whatever <laughs> metaphor that that arrow in your quiver. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, Bronco and I are running sixty three. Uh, so if you can, um, I think that like that's the that that would be the only that inspires you like yeah, you are i can see like, your eyes are fired up about it that's the only one yeah. um but yeah i think last last one um so i gotta get gotta get you to dinner and yeah, please. my dog's been locked in my room for a while <laughs> Zeus. Um, is i don't yeah it's not really a question it's it's more so of um i think for, for both Peter and I, Pat, uh, I know I don't know if he's asked, and if he did, I don't know. I wouldn't ask outside of this now, because now I can ask from behind the the, the disguise of being a, a globally relevant podcaster, um, top 4,000 oh. on Apple Podcasts. Um, has your life changed since running an OTQ? Has my life? Like in, in any facet, 
because that's where like I think a lot of people look at these things and for Peter and I like we didn't do it like big or small but a lot of people seek these seek these goals or these again it sounds really lame and weird but like these riches of like this is gonna change this is like yeah. if it's money or if it's a job or if it's moving mm. somewhere like yeah this is gonna change my life like I know I I know the answer that you didn't seek this for for that, but like, has it done? Because I think a lot of people approach the OTQ in in the wrong way. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's yeah, it's a time. It is, it is time. Um, and you know, I would say when you're when you're of, of the not professional, not unprofessional ranks. <laughs> yep. As, as we are. Um, seamless it, slid that in. Yeah. Did you see elite? The the answer is not really like if I'm running. You know, I'm still running before work at, at 6 a.m. Yep. And, you know, it's still dark and rainy this time of year. Um, and that, in that regard, like, my day-to-day hasn't changed. Like, has there, have there been more podcast opportunities? Or, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I did, I did an interview um, with Amby Burfoot a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, so, like, stuff like that is, is, is super cool. And I've got, and a lot of people have said a lot of very nice things. But mm-hmm. my day-to-day has not changed, like, my preparation for, like, I gotta get ready for the next one, which is the Olympic trials. is is not changed, um, and my friends haven't changed. Um, you know, you guys are all the same. So I would I would take the counter argument. I'd say everything's changed. Yeah. Because <laughs> like for five years ago, we knew this guy was special. We knew the way he was training was special. Like I mentioned, yeah. people from the East Coast, from the from the Bay, were like, "Oh, no way! You get to train with that guy. Like he's got a good thing going." Um, and then. Suddenly, he's got this OTQ seal of approval, and people are like, wait a second, maybe, like you said, we could just stop this podcast at eight minutes when he's like, put in 80 miles a week for a decade, and we'll see where you're at. And so, some articles have been written about Patrick where they lay out more of his story, which we've been like shouting from the mountaintops. But like, people are like, yeah, I don't know, like, what's he, like a sub 31 10K runner? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look over here. Yeah. Um, No, no, I I agree. It's, It's brought him and the story and, and you guys uh, closer I think for me again selfishly asking that question and getting that answer knowing the answer that I was or I was anticipating <laughs> what I was going to get was that the one thing that I want to leave the listeners with with this episode is that you know you can chase your goals your times and you can hit them and it's great and you can not hit them and it, it'll feel shitty but at the end of the day, like Pat's run under 218, and he's only getting better from here. And it's still Pat Reeves that trains in Portland and works at Nike. And like, not to belittle that, but like, it's still like you're still like our friend that does that. And Peter's still Peter Bromka. Like, it's I'm still Nick Rocher. Like at the end of the day, and that's where I think the immediate freak out of when you don't hit your goals is like, fuck, life's over done hang it up i'm I'm throwing the shoes in the trash like this is it everyone hates me yeah and it's like Uh, but if you spin from the other side it's like even when you have good races it's like yeah sick you crushed it and then like i'm still gonna have like cast being like yo dude did you do the laundry wait but why i'm I'm totally fast now why do i have to do laundry and i I think you're touching on an important point here is that like it's the important for people like us that don't run professionally but are still trying to run like a relatively high level it sort of stresses the importance of having some kind of community some kind of yep. team um and you better enjoy the process because otherwise like there's a million other things you can be doing man 
Um, <laughs> Sleeping. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, and I think we're all fortunate that we, that we still enjoy those things and it sort of keeps coming, you know, bringing us back. But, um, yeah. Try to find, yeah. Some, try to find, find some joy in it. Um, well, guys, that, that, uh, concludes this episode of Full Tub with Nick Roche, um, with two Bowerman dudes. Uh, I don't, well, the women say Bowerman, babe, Bowerman, yeah. but boy, yeah. they tell them the bros. Yeah, members of Bowerman Track Club Elite. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but that is who they are. Um, Patrick Reese, Pierre Bromka, this is your host, Nick Roche. Um, thank you guys for joining. Thank you, Kitty. And thank you, Chavez. <laughs> thank you, Satias. <laughs>